Wednesday evening, and welcome to another edition of the Wednesday Windup. That's right, that's right. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in solo for now. Uh, might have some people pop on, might have the fellas who are on special assignment, uh, out in Vegas pop on. Um, first and foremost, uh, if you haven't visited our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. Um, congratulations are in order for the boss BJ and his new wife, Jackie. Uh, we, yeah, you got, got to clap it up for that. Got to clap it up for that. Uh, they got married on Monday evening. Um, beautiful ceremony. Uh, so now we got the boss BJ and Mrs. Boss BJ. So, you know, and I, I was sitting around, I was thinking, I said, man, you got to have a song, you know, every, 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 uh, every, every marriage has to have that song. And I was sitting and I was thinking, I said, man, I've known BJ more than half my life. And I'm, you know, just randomly thinking about things. I said, you know, you got to throw a song out there for him. And I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to take it back. Little Norman Connors, you know? And Michael Henderson, you are my starship. Yeah, that, that, that's, that'll be Jackie and BJ's song, you know? I could see BJ doing it now, dropping down to one knee, telling Jackie straight up, I don't want nobody, nobody kissing you but me. I can see it. I can see the boss doing it. I can see him doing it. Congratulations to you two. Uh, I know you're listening. If you're not listening to the live show, I know you are listening to the replay. So I just wanted to put that out there. And uh, my face still hurts from smiling so much. I, I say that it's a good hurt because I've been smiling my ass off for quite some time. Um, personally, I feel bad that I wasn't live and in person, but unforeseen circumstances on my end happen but i've been trying to be as involved as i possibly can from three thousand miles away you know keeping the home fires burning here in sideline junkie studio number three uh getting into this show um as you can see if you're looking live the 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 format is up there um but i gotta deviate from the format as usual you know doing a little work uh pre-show taking it back old school i'm talking about i got in there and i did work <laughs> i've been working on this show for two days so uh but former washington redskin now washington football team head coach uh marty schottenheimer i was reading a post from adam Schefter on facebook and he has been placed in uh hospice with Alzheimer's disease, he's surrounded by his family. Um, of course, we will always keep Coach Schottenheimer uplifted in prayer. If you, you know, you're not a religious person, you know, just keep him in your thoughts. Send good vibes his way, everything, you know, everything positive towards the coach's direction. Um, for those of you that are uninitiated, Marty. Marty has coached in Cleveland, he coached in Kansas City, and he coached in, of course, one season here in Washington, uh, and he also coached in uh, San Diego. His coaching tree is like a who's who of coaching all the time. On his coaching tree that came from him, Bill Cowell, Gunther Cunningham, Tony Dungy, Lindy Infante, Mike McCarthy. Herm Edwards, uh, Cam Cameron, and uh, Tony Sperano used to coach the Dolphins. And the gentleman that you will see walking the sidelines come Sunday, one Bruce Arians, all are on the Schottenheimer coaching tree. Uh, of course, we all know what happened here in uh, D.C. with Marty. It just it didn't it didn't work out. Okay. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. But uh, 
hey, we wish him nothing but the best, man. I, I mean, he's a a a, a legendary coach, uh, one of those ones that was always in playoff contention. They had never won a championship, but was always in playoff contention. Um, had powerful teams, you know. He coached defense with Neil Smith and Dirk Thomas. Um, he coached the offense with Marcus Allen, uh, Joe Montana. He had running backs like Barry Word, Christian Okoye. You know, he had guys. He had talent. Always. Uh, he When he was in Cleveland, he had uh, Ernest Bynum, Kevin Mack, Webster Slaughter, Reggie Langhorn. You know, he, he, he had players. He coached Ozzie Newsom. Players. Players. So, uh, positive thoughts gone to the coach. Um, I, I understand Alzheimer's is a, for lack of a better term, a bitch of a disease. It, it, it's, it's slow. I mean, his progressed very, very slow. He was diagnosed in uh, 2011. And here we are 10 years later. And uh, things have, believe, progressed a little bit worse. So, um, huh, got to get off of that. But uh, prayers up for Coach Schottenheimer there. Um, moving on to our first topic. Uh, and uh, quote-unquote influencer. Uh, who LeBron James dubbed courtside Karen. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that, the interaction between this woman at the Hawks, it was down in Atlanta. The Lakers have been on a road for two weeks. And down in Atlanta, courtside Karen, <laughs> as they called her, uh, she got into it with LeBron. Said LeBron wound up... Uh, cussing at her husband and she was like nobody's going to talk to my husband like that so her and three other people wound up getting ejected from courtside and lebron came out and he said that he doesn't believe that they should have been ejected uh which is which is cool it's all right but to go off on an nba player mid-game it's crazy um <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it now she has since apologized because uh, what was said was her husband was yelling at LeBron and LeBron told him shut the f up. Uh, and then you know she retaliated and told LeBron shut the fuck up. Then it went from that to uh LeBron telling her sit the fuck down and things like that. I mean. You're in heated competition. Was was he right? Uh not gonna say he was right, but I'm not gonna say he was wrong. I, I mean, it's a a position. It's it's a instance that could have been avoided. You dig what I'm saying? If I come into your workplace and tell you, you know, I don't care who you are, but if I come into your workplace and I talk mad shit to you, you know, you you're, you're gonna let me hear it. Because I'm coming into your workplace. Because you come into my workplace and talk shit to me while I'm trying to do my job. You're going to hear it. And that's how you got to look at it. But she has since apologized. Um, it, did it did it really affect LeBron? I don't think so. I don't think it affected him at all. I mean, it's just another, another story that you can tell. You know, once retirement hits and, you know, he's doing a retirement circuit and they ask him about, you know, funny stories. This would be one of the funny stories he tells. So, her name is Juliana Carlos. And, you know, she was the one kicked out of the Atlanta game on Monday. So, <laughs> whatever, baby. If, hey, that floats your boat. I mean, you feel that's okay, but okay. I'm just, I'm me personally, I'm like, why is this even newsworthy? Number one, I mean, that was my number two thought. My number one thought was, why are they even fans? At the game, courtside, we're in a pandemic. I understand everybody wants to try to get back to some semblance of normalcy. But we got to look at it like this. There is a, there's a pandemic going on. This, this virus is serious. And now they're talking about different mutations and things. And everybody's talking about, well, I'm going to get the vaccine. I'm going to get the vaccine. 
people are dying after taking the vaccine first shot second shot whatever people are dying so you know people are still coming up positive after taking the vaccine so you know it's 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 a hit or miss it's not a hundred percent fail proof we still have to take the precautions and granted she took her mask off now the players already don't have masks on now they go through testing and everything but still i don't think no fans whether it's the lakers or not i don't think no fans should be allowed in the arena for these games i mean i really don't i mean this is we're gonna have a super bowl that doesn't have a crowd you know so that's just how i feel that's how i feel i don't think anybody should be allowed in the arena honestly it hurts but i don't think anybody should be allowed in the stadiums you know at games at football games especially the super bowl i granted they, they're bringing in the, the first responders and things like that and frontline workers and, and nurses and everything for the super bowl i get that i just ah man i just i want everybody to be safe that's where i'm at right now i want everybody to be safe so speaking of the super bowl good segue getting better and better at that as time goes on um speaking of the super bowl the chiefs had a haircut schedule patrick mahomes coaching staff uh people on the coaching staff and i think 20 players were scheduled to get their haircut sunday and the barber that was cutting their heads popped up positive so they stopped him in the middle of a haircut on one of the offensive linemen and pulled him up out of there so everybody else is tested negative and uh the old lineman, I think his last name was Kilgore. He he tested negative, so he's able to travel Saturday to Tampa Bay. I thought they would get in town before that, but I think they said they're going to travel on Saturday for Sunday's game. So he, he's able to travel. Everything's okay, you know, but they had to pull a barb out of their mid-cut, <laughs> which is, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Wouldn't y'all do the test before you start cutting? I mean, damn. But that's the Super Bowl headline we have right now. Uh, coming back to D.C. and talking football. Whew. And from now on, let me just say this. Until, until they pick up a new name, don't call us Washington football team. Say the, the Washington football team. We are the Washington football team. Just like you say the Ohio State, you say the Washington football team when you talk about us. Okay, remember that. Now, according to my man, Kevin Sheen of Team 980, the brain trust of the Washington football team is high on Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. And this is... I don't want this to be a trend like it was with the Alabama boys. You know, you got to have this guy from here and I got time for all that. Now, Justin Fields was a, he, he was at Georgia first. He went, played 12 games at Georgia. Uh, didn't get much playing time, transferred out, went to Ohio state in 2019. He was 13 and one out of 14 games. 3,273 yards passing, 41 touchdowns and three INTs. Uh, he ran for 484 yards last year. He only played eight games, seven and one as a starter. Um, 2,100 yards passing, completed 70% of his passes, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, only ran for 383. Sounds good. Now they're saying they're high on him. Uh, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist in 2019. Um, he's a junior. Uh, he's played in the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and he was the offensive MVP in this past Sugar Bowl in 2021 and also a national champion. Uh, he's from Georgia, 6'3", 228. Um, he passed the eye test. In my opinion, he passed the eye test, you know, Big six six three two twenty eight. He took a mean hit in the college football playoffs. Came back and, and kept balling. So, uh, 
But now here's my question. You're so high on him. Are we going to spend – and they're talking about trading up to get him because he's not going to be there at 19. Now, you're so high on him. But now, word on the rumor mill, and I got this from one of my trusted sources. Derek Carr is going to be available around draft time. And I believe Derek Carr is under contract. So it may be uh, – it may be, maybe by trade. Let me make sure I got that right. Um, Because I, I, I kind of figured they were going to give up on Derek Carr anyway. Now, Derek Carr signed a five-year extension back in 2017. $125 million contract, $40 million fully guaranteed, $70 million in guarantees, and $12.5 million signing bonus. So you got to think about that if you're going to trade for Derek Carr. Now, he, he's available. Um, I don't have a problem with Carr. I actually like Carr. Uh, last season, he started 16 out of 16 games, completed 66, 67.3% uh, of his passes, 4,103 yards. That was a career high, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He had a 101.4 QB rating. And, you know, you're bringing him here. It's going to take a lot. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely positively certain that the, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to want entirely too much. I think the price might be too high because they're going to want too much. Now, is Derek Carr worth a first-round pick? I think so. But one thing I can say about the Raiders, and history proves it, the Raiders will take anybody. They'll take anybody and, and make them a reclamation progress, pro project. No matter if they're in Oakland, they're in L.A., or they're now in Las Vegas. The Raiders is the island of lost souls. You either go there to die or you go there and you redeem your career. It's one or the other. And if you look at it, and one thing Gene Upshaw said years ago, he said this back in the 80s. And he, he used to tell players that came in with the Raiders. He said in the 70s and the 80s when they came in, he said, after the Raiders, it ain't too many more stops in the NFL after that. Look at Jim Plunkett. Look at Rich Gannon. They went to L.A. Look at Jerry Rice. They went to the Raiders. They were Oakland at the time. They went to the, the, the Raiders, and they revitalized their career. It's possible. Now, with Derek Carr, Hmm. What would I give up? Like I said, I said it last week. Chase Young, my 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 D linemen are off the table. Cole Holcomb off the table. You could have Landon Collins. I think Landon Collins and Derek Carr's remaining contract should offset each other. You can have Landon Collins, and I'll give you a second and two thirds. You know, you, you you really just trying to get rid of Derek Carr. You're trying to get rid of that contract. Excuse me, that contract. So go ahead and just let me have it. Come on now. That, that That's it and that's all. But a deal will have to be worked out, and I think I'm going to have to crunch the numbers on that. So when I come back Friday, when we do Super Bowl preview, I have to crunch the numbers and see how that works. You know, see, see if Washington can actually pull off a Derek Carr trade. Because now, don't get me wrong, Deshaun Watson is still on the table. And in my show notes, it says Justin Fields, Dirt Carr, Deshaun Watson for the Washington football team. Who would you choose? Now, Justin Fields is unproven in the NFL. Dirt Carr is pretty much a model of consistency. He's been in the league since 2014. Uh, he's thrown for no less than 3270. And he threw for 3270 his rookie year. He's 19 touchdowns in 2018, but he doesn't throw, he hasn't thrown over 13 interceptions at all in his career in one season. Uh, his QBR after his rookie season, 91, 96, 86, 93, 100, and 101. It's like he's getting better with time. So, uh, hmm. He does have, he had a fumbling issue. 
in 2018. He lost 12. He had 12 fumbles and lost seven of them. Jeez. You can't do that around here. He lost eight of them last year. He had 11 fumbles. He looked like he has a fumbling, a fumbling issue, but he lost eight of them last year. Uh, his career, he had 63 fumbles and 31 losses. Jeez. So I, I screw it. I still want Deshaun Watson. I mean, we can't get Deshaun Watson because he's already Deshaun Watson's effectively put in his two week notice. He's pretty much told Houston, you know, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out of here. You know, that's pretty much what he said. Uh, but I, I think if I got a shopping list, Deshaun Watson is the top of my shopping list. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And we got live. The man of the hour calling from Sin City. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, what's the deal? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Not much, man. I had to, you know, call in. You know what I'm saying? Hey, location may change, but, you know, business still stay the same. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Y'all done traded in the, the, the snow, the cold weather for the sunshine of the strip. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it was 73. To, it's, I think it's currently 68 out here. It was 73. But, you know, um, still got to be smart and, like, you know, at least wear a hoodie because we will be back to that cold weather in a day or two with well, myself tomorrow. So, yeah, man, you know, you got to be got to be wise out here, man. Yeah, that's true. And it's 30. It, you said it was 73 out there. We back, which is 37 right now. Sheesh. So and and the wind's blowing, but at least it stopped hey. snowing. So yeah. Now I wanted I'm to sitting here. I wanted to chime in. Really? Yeah, I wanted to chime in on the on the uh, Justin Fields uh, to Washington thing. I um I this can't see the difference between. I know a lot of people are probably nervous because he is from the Ohio State and the last quarterback, which you know came from the Ohio State, that didn't work out. But this kid, Justin Fields, I don't – there were no – well, so far, there are no character issues. Um, so I, I, I think this this can definitely work out. And I think it, it might be worth, um, you know, Washington to trade up to get him because not only will he not be there by 19, he probably won't even be there by 9. So you got to – you know, you got to get this kid. And it's great that you say it he doesn't have character issues that's one of the reasons that they love him because he's a high mm -hmm. character guy he doesn't have any issues that's why they love him i get it yep. but now my what i don't get is now they say the brain trust really likes him but ron rivera said that we're not in a rush to get a quarterback so is that like a smoke screen you know because the the the, the the news came out today. They, they like them. Let's put up a smoke screen. And say, well, we're not in a rush. They throw everybody off the scent. Or is that the absolute truth? Yeah. It could be a smoke screen. Um, but then again, I, I think you know the the pot might be already uh, brewing a bit um, with, with with you guys because I, I, for for the life of me, I can't remember the quarterback's name. Um, he he played in a wild card game for y'all. Oh, Heineke. Heineke, I, a lot of people like what they saw in him, like the guts, that that touchdown run that he had, that was probably top three, one of the best plays in the entire playoff so far. And it's, it's been put on a sweatshirt. Washington put it yeah, on a sweatshirt. Yeah, so on a sweatshirt. So, you know, you at least got to have him in play. You know, I mean, he'll probably be, he'll probably be a, a good backup, but you got to keep that kid. You got to keep him. Well, I wouldn't even call him a kid. You got to keep that man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that man, he's a vet. He done bounced from team to team. Um, been out the league for a little bit. But he, hey, he, he played that wild card game. Like, you know, he, he, he earned a future contract. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and, and, and much respect to Alex Smith. He should definitely, I mean, he's definitely. Should, should be the uh, comeback player of the year. I, I think this, this is no question with that. But, you know, yeah. 
you, you got to kind of cut him loose like he's 35. And, you know, it's just. That contract. Uh, that's the problem with yeah. that contract. Yeah. yeah, it's massive. It's massive. So, you know, you, you, you got to. Uh, uh, it's a lot to take in with the whole Alex Smith situation. So it's a lot, but um, I, I think it is a smoke screen that they're trying to put up with the whole, well, we're not looking for a quarterback right now. You know, if they can trade up and get Justin Fields, get get him. Okay, he took that big hit, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, brushed it off and came back and, and won that game for him. Right. Now, my thing is, this is my thing, because you got to learn from your mistakes. If you draft this guy, are you going to groom him? Are you going to groom him? And this is what I always say. When you got a young kid coming in, you got to stick him with a veteran. And it's great if you can stick him with a veteran that plays the same position, but you got to stick him with a, a another high-character guy to teach him the ropes and tell him straight up, look, you can live on your own, but for the first six weeks you're here, you got to live with said veteran. So you got to know how it is to go about preparing throughout training camp. This is who you're rooming with during mini camp. This is who you're with. You know, it's got to be something like that. And everybody say, well, they don't do that anymore. That's old school. Nobody. But it's a respect thing. You have to learn the game. And what better way to learn the game than somebody that's already been playing it for umpteen years. Learn from them. And I think that's what they messed up asking. Mm hmm. Because in my in my opinion, Haskins should have been if Alex Smith was in the building, even though Alex Smith wasn't playing, he was in the building every morning at 5 a.m. At 4.55, Dwayne Haskins should have been right there with him. Every time, hey Alex, you go in the building in the morning. All right, I'll see you there. When Alex Smith pulled up at 4.59, Dwayne Haskins should have been jumping out of the car, going in the building with him so they could study film and they could talk. Is that right there? That that it's a different level. You see the game differently when you got somebody that sees mm -hmm. it the way that they do. So, but that's just my opinion. I know I'm old school. Uh, things are different. This is 2021. This is not 1991. So I get it. All right. I agree, man. I definitely agree. But uh. Um. Go ahead. What you got? No, no, I, I, no, I was just going to re, reiterate. Like, yeah, I, I think if Washington, you know, if they do have an opportunity to grab um, Fields, get them, get them. Hey, that's the man of the hour talking. He said, "Get them." Yes, so get them. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind having them. I'll be honest with you. Honest with you, I wouldn't mind having them. Do I? Now, granted, I do want Deshaun Watson. But I wanted Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. for selfish reasons because I wanted Deshaun Watson out of college. So yeah. that was just that was my thing. It's just a selfish reason. Mm -hmm. But I, I still want Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's got to be my my number one goal. If I can't land him, and I can't land, if I know I'm not going to be able to land Justin Fields, if I know the morning of the draft, I know I'm not going to land Justin Fields. Then I'm on the phone with uh with 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 Vegas and I'm I'm talking to the Raiders and I'm trying to land uh Dirt Car. I'm trying to work that right. out so we can make a draft day trade. So but one out of those three, if you can get one out of those three, that's not bad. But the looming question is, what are you gonna do with Alex Smith's contract? Yeah, I I just looked at the uh at the numbers and ugh, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a lot of money due to him, lots of money. So that that's the I think that's gonna be the what if of what you're able to do. Right. So now keeping it on football, I was I was you know I do my best thinking when I'm in the shower. And I was thinking about something. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about players. Now, we always talk about who's the best at this position all the time. We always talk about receiver, quarterback, even O-lineman, D-lineman, safety linebacker. 
corner, we always talk about who's the best, and we make top ten lists. But it's guys that are that were considered the greatest at their position, and they still get overlooked. They got the numbers and everything. They get overlooked. Now I compiled a short list, uh, and I can make a case for each one of these guys. And no, this is not another Brian Mc, uh, Brian Mitchell. Uh, 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 Steve Tasker, Reggie Roby rant. No, it's not. I'm going in a totally different direction. Now, we talk mm-hmm. about tight ends. In your opinion, right off the top of your head, I know you're going to say it, but who's the greatest tight end of all time? <laughs> oh, man. Shannon Sharp. I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, but, uh, I, I got to stick with the home team, man. <laughs> I, I got that. I, now, I said, uh, I said it was um, Tony Gonzalez. Now I love yeah, Shannon Sharp. I'm, I've always loved him. Right. But mm-hmm. I said it was Tony Gonzalez. But What's wrong with that. Think about all right, now let's drop down. So you, you can say you can arguably say those are interchangeable one and two. Now we start moving on down the list. It's names mm-hmm. on this list at tight end that are overlooked. Why is Jay Novacek not in the Hall of Fame? Right. Wow. Jay Novacek was the model of consistency. Um, mm-hmm. He won three world championships in in uh, Dallas. He was an integral part of the Dallas championships. Then on top mm-hmm. of that, you also got to think about everybody's talking about Jason Witten being a a Hall of Famer. You know, you you name guys that are going to be Hall of Famers, but you forget the guys that came before them, and I hate it. I think about right. Jerry Smith, who was with the Washington Redskins and from 65 to, I think, 77. Mm-hmm. And when he left the game, he was the all-time leader in touchdown score by a tight end. I think he was the all-time leader in receptions. He was so high on the list. But his off-the-field life is keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. I believe that's what it is. But a lot of the records that Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez broke belong to him and Ozzie Newsom. But he's kept out. And then I, I, you know, I switch over and I think about the kickers. I, I listen to the kickers, and I'm like, damn, Jason Elam. I think yeah. he should be a Hall of Famer because model of oh, consistency, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, we look yeah. at Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is, is statistically the most accurate kicker in the NFL, in history. We already know he's going to be a uh, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Why not Mike Vanderjack, who was at one time the most accurate kicker in NFL history? So Jason Elam, Mike Vanderjack. Then I, I, I switch over to another dirty position that gets no love, which is fullback. And I look at fullback and i brung this up on this show many times daryl johnson why is he not in the hall of fame he he was a part of those dallas teams you know when you think of dallas in the 90s you think about the triplets which is great but you also got to give love to jay novacek you have to give love to uh daryl johnson you know as as well as the great wall of Dallas, those offensive linemen that they could interchange and still be great. You know, Emmitt Smith wouldn't be the all-time leading rusher if it wasn't for mm-hmm. those guys, that front five, that tight end and that fullback. Right. You got to give love to all those guys. Then I also look at Larry Sinners, who has the record for most receptions as a fullback. And then Lorenzo Neal, who I'm sure you're familiar with, because he played with the San Diego Chargers. So you know about Ladanian, wasn't he Ladanian Thomason's uh fullback? It when guys have epic seasons, you mm-hmm. gotta give credit to everybody around that guy too. Because it wouldn't be yeah. possible if you don't get yep. credit. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Antonio Gates, man. He he I know he was definitely a thorn in our ass over the years. Um <laughs> He should definitely be a Hall of Famer. You know what? I was thinking about him, and I said, you know, most people wouldn't go for that. But the dude, he was he was Tony Gonzalez 2.0. And he was that good, but yeah. injuries took him down. But he was yeah. that good. 
Yep. He, he was that good. Now, yeah, it was. To rectify this problem, now, you know, it's always, I think the Hall of Fame class is 10 players. I think it's four for the senior committee, and then six guys is on the ballot that you got to vote for. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of just having six guys on the ballot, still give me my four from the senior committee because it's guys that have made it to senior committee votes that have not got in, and I think it's a travesty because most of those guys right. should be in. But give, continue to give me the four senior votes, but make it mandatory that certain positions have to be represented, if possible, every Hall of Fame class. So that means on, on top of offensive linemen, defensive linemen, uh, safeties, corners, uh, quarterbacks and receivers and running backs, you got to at least get you got to give me fullbacks. You got to give me a punter. You got to give me a kicker. You got to give me some sort of special team person because special teams, football does not work with just offense and defense because you still need special teams players. Most players got into this league playing special teams. Your boy, Terrell Davis. How did he get every – he was sixth on the depth chart until he made that tackle over in Japan. When he made that tackle on Tyrone Drakeford, Mm -hmm. In an exhibition game, everybody said, damn, who was that? They said, that's the running back. And he shot up the depth chart because they started looking at him. You make your bones sometimes on special teams. You cannot take that out of the daggone uh, – the, 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 you can't take that out of the, the, the formula of Hall of Fame because those guys deserve to be into. Right. So that, that, that's just my thing. That's how I feel we can rectify it now. Continuing on with football. You know, they did the virtual Pro Bowl last week. Yeah, man, I, I saw that. Now, granted, we're in a pandemic. I was talking about it earlier. Uh, it's nothing we can do. So a virtual Pro Bowl like that is great. But now, post-COVID, when we can go back to some sort of normalcy, I was thinking, I said, what would make the Pro Bowl a lot more watchable? Number one, it would make it watchable if you made it after the Super Bowl. Like it used to be. But see, you can't make it mm-hmm. out of the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is so late now. So, but if you made it after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, you got the Super Bowl on the seventh. When when is the NBA All-Star game? Let me look that up first. Because I think the All-Star game is the 14th or the 21st. That's a good question. Hmm. Oh, hold on. All-Star weekend. But in order to make um Oh, it's so it's the, it's the week after, um, it's the week after uh the Super Bowl. Okay, I get that. So since the Super Bowl is so late, okay, you make it the week before, but you got to make a weekend out of it. Why is the NBA All Star Game so much more exciting than any other them other four major sports All Star weekends? Right, because they make a, they make a weekend out of it. Now MLB, mm-hmm. I think is is second because you got the home run derby. But you got to put some more individual games into it. With the, you got the home run derby, that's like their dunk contest. But mm-hmm. you got to have something like a, a fielding display, uh, something. But now the NFL can take. Remember uh, the quarterback challenge. Now we talked about this before. Remember the quarterback yeah. challenge, right? You take mm-hmm. and you take the you. You got if 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 the uh, dang, I'm losing my train of thought. Okay. The Super Bowl is the seventh, so the, the weekend of the 31st, so the 30th and the 31st. And you have a rookie bowl. You had the rookies, mm-hmm. all your top rookies, and you have them play an exhibition game. You know, nothing real strenuous. Nobody's going to get hurt. You know, nothing like that. But you're going to go out there and you're going to play. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be Friday night. Then Saturday you have the quarterback challenge, and then you have uh, you had a receivers run different routes and. You get points on the catch, the difficult, the degree of difficulty, things like that. But you you, you have skill champ, uh, uh, skill competitions between the players. So you you take a right. little bit of Madden. If you if you old enough to remember the training camp mode on Madden, uh, what was that? Oh four, oh three, oh four. I think it was where you could do training camp. Mm-hmm. Take a little bit of that and put it into your all-star weekend. And then you got the game on Sunday, but the game is, you know, kind of make the game like a who, a who's who. You send out the invites to all the legends and they come back. And then 
the weekend that you have the quarterback challenge. You don't just you take the top three quarterbacks in accuracy, yards, all that. You take top three quarterbacks in the league. And it can't be the mm-hmm. same three every year unless who unless one of them win. You take the top three and then you take three legends and you put the legends out there and let them go for it and see if they can beat a legend. Longest throw. Um, moving targets, sitting in the pocket. Then you go through the whole uh the, the obstacle course and throwing on a run, but then you get receivers, and it can't be one of your receivers, it gotta be a receiver that you've never worked with before, and you give them a route and you gotta put the ball in the money. You got three shots. There's your your, your Pro Bowl weekend right there. Tell me that's not watchable. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely watchable. It would generate and they, a lot of interest. Exactly. And then think about the sponsorships. Uh, you'll have Gatorade, but it's more TV time for the NFL. But you're putting yourself on the level of the NBA All-Star Game because All-Star Weekend, no matter what city All-Star Weekend is in, everybody and their mama travels. And that city gets money because you got hotel revenue you got people Mm -hmm. buying at the restaurants then you got people actually going to it and then remember when all-star game was here in 2001 we was all at jam session we was pressed to go to jam session and we didn't even go to the game we went to jam session oh yeah so you know just just thought just a thought um but i would like to see it happen so nfl please take note it's just it's something that I've been thinking about because I, I love the Pro Bowl, but to make it more exciting, you got to do something else and put it back in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's just yeah, come on, it's kind of lacking when they. I mean, it's already lacking, but to move it, like, come on, man. Yeah, and now you know that was the big thing. You make the Pro Bowl, you know, it's a free trip to Hawaii because the league paid for you to go to Hawaii. It was a free trip, yep. and you could bring your family down. You down there for a week in Hawaii mm-hmm. with your family. I mean, I, I'm just saying. Now, last but not least, a little bit of good news. Uh, <laughs> EA Sports has announced that they are bringing back NCAA football. Sweet. So it will be for the next-gen consoles. Um, I'm down with it because one thing I love about NCAA football is when you play a season and then you got that same year's Madden, you can port that draft class into the next year's Madden. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can play guys you've coached for four years and you've built up, you know what they can do. You're already familiar with them. So, you know, if this guy, you know, it'll do the evaluations. You can take these guys, put them on the, on the Madden. And then you can draft these guys and continue with them their whole entire career. I did it. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. I want to say it was NCAA 04. I think that was the one with Carson Palmer on the cover. And mm-hmm. I used to play the hell out of that. Like nobody's business. So one time I said, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put. Uh, I had my man Vontez Duff who played at Notre Dame and. Helped me won a few, he helped me won a lot of daggone online games. Right. But I, I drafted him number one overall, traded the uh I traded the Cowboys two second round picks and my first round pick for mm. the number one pick. Don't ask me why I did it, but I wanted Vontez Duff so bad. Okay, so I got okay. him. I got him with the number one pick and I turned him into a Hall of Famer. I worked with him, put him through wow. training camp. Work, work. I mean, I worked for my players, but I turned him mm-hmm. into a Hall of Famer. So that's the things that you can do. So I'm glad that EA Sports has come to their senses and they work things out with the NCAA. Now, if you give mm-hmm. me an NCAA basketball game, I'm with that too. Yeah. So now I got you here. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I mean, it seemed like everybody's scared to jump in on this thing. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, see if you want to win $10. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here you go. I'm going to give you three questions. The first question, softball. The, the second question, you know, it's going to be a, a low 70s fastball. 
But that mm-hmm. third question, if you make it to the third question, it's going to be a slurve. And you know how hard it is to hit a slurve. Oh, yeah. So you got four seconds. Let me set the clock now. I, t- I told Dario to call in. He was like, man, uh-uh, you're not going to put me on air and, and, and make me lose <laughs> money? You're going to try to make me pay you? Well, I'm, I can't make you pay me. But okay. But uh, you got four seconds. And I say four seconds because you can't look the question up in four seconds. Okay? So question number uh-huh. one. Question number one. What quarterback has the most MVPs in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady. Oh, damn, you was quick with that. Mm-hmm. Uh we gotta do this for the uh <laughs> for the finals too. Hold on. Okay. Let me, let me let me let me double check that. Who has the most you absolutely right, Tom Brady. Yep. And he has won the Super Bowl four he yep, MVP four or five years. Damn. And we also would have uh damn nope, Terry Bradshaw didn't even win for. He he won too. So uh, damn. All right, all right. So that was an easy one for you. I even had to look that one up. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Question number two. Let me reset the clock here. Let me reset. All right. Question number two. Who was the first player to win two Super Bowl MVPs? Shoot. Uh, Joe Montana? No. Damn it. Boom, 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 boom. Uh-oh. It was Bart Starr. It was Terry Brett. Okay, damn. Yep. Green Bart Starr won it. He won the first two. Uh, the first two um, Super Bowls. Won MVP. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say he shouldn't have won MVP for the first Super Bowl because of the performance of my man Max McGee, uh, who was hung over and still had a brilliant game. But uh, thanks for playing there. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. We we gonna be here all week, and Friday night we're gonna come back. Uh, I know everybody will either be back or on their way back, so we got to do something. Uh, and of course, Sunday morning. Super Bowl Sunday, you know, everybody got to get up, had a Super Bowl meal, and we need to do a Super Bowl preview. Uh, yes, sir. We need to find out what everybody's eating for Super Bowl Sunday because I think I know what I want. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be, it would be awesome if I could get everybody over, and we could have some Johnny Boy's ribs, man, and yeah. just chill out. But it, it'll happen. It may not be this Super Bowl, but it's gonna happen. But um, I think that's that's about it. Uh, I, I you you gonna have to go back and listen to the to the uh to the beginning when I do the replay when I send you the link. I did something special for Brian and Jackie. Uh, congratulations once again. I in order for them and their nuptials earlier this week on the first. Uh, I'm just. I, I had to tell everybody, man, my face hurt from smiling so damn much. I'm just I'm I'm I've been cheesing all week. Like I just got married. So <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes indeed, man. Definitely a great um ceremony to witness. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the 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 power of technology, man, to be able to uh still be home keeping the fires burning i was still able to virtually attend uh, i mean i i absolutely love it i had to be i had to be there somehow so i, I got my my wish kind of so but uh i think that's about it man um let me let me backtrack a little bit because you jumped in on the justin fields dirt called deshaun watson question uh lebron and courtside karen what was your thoughts on that real quick I think so. She she says she um, I know a lot of people are commenting on the age differential between herself and the husband. The husband's what, 60, but he's worth like a lot of money and she's 25. So, of course, you know, the flags are up like, uh oh, are you in it for love or are you in it 
for the money. You know, with that being said, um, the, 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 what transpired that night, um, it was the guy, he started with LeBron. You know, LeBron responded, and she stood up in all this grandstand and the point and the, and the neck rolling and all that. Like, it's not a lot of people in the, in, in the arena, so of course, you know, you're, you're going to be heard and, you know, the camera's going to be on you and things of that nature. And then you go on social media and you post this little rant. I think she was she was trying to, you know, she, she tried to capitalize. But the, vid, the video after the fact, she tried to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she tried to build a name for herself. And I think that really made me raise flags. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you already married to this dude. You know what I'm saying? So you married... You married the money, basically. But now it looks like you want fame as well. You know, she, I was defending my husband. He can't defend He can't defend himself. He's a man. LeBron's a man. You know what I'm saying? He, and he started it. He started it. And then not only that, you were, on a, uh, were seen on camera filming uh, like LeBron's every move. So, it, you know, it was, you know, a, a deliberate... Uh, action to get a rise out of LeBron and then it should get attention on yourself. So I I, I think, you know, I, I don't think I'm uh, how can I how can I say this? This won't last long. Like this this, you know, I mean course I care. You know, yeah, it's 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 funny. You know, and it's definitely a thing. But um I you know I, I believe it, it would die down. I believe it would die out. Then again, with the way how society is, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the reality show is, you know, being developed and they call her and they'd be like, oh, you know, the so, you know the proclaimed court side Karen is going to be on the show. And, you know, America want to go, you know, will want to know more about her. So uh, I'm definitely trying to get, you know, fame points. <laughs> Hey, that fifteen minutes of fame can last. That fifteen minutes can last longer than fifteen minutes sometimes. I mean, yeah. you you got guys that are are you know running off of uh, one championship back in '08, and you know they're still making a name about it, and you know making a big fuss about it now. But uh, I ain't gonna say no name, <coughs> Paul Pierce, but um, <coughs> Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, those idiots. You 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 know how how long. Things like this can last, but uh, she she has come out and apologized. And what they called her, they say she's an influencer, quote unquote, influencer. And I, my question is, what the hell is an influencer? What what are you influencing? And most of these people that call themselves influencers, they they they're not influencing anything positive. You're influencing something that's not always positive, and you know you're kind of faking it. To get everybody to follow the trend, but you're not getting every. You want to influence people. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, influence people to wear the damn mask. That's number one. Influence people to t- stay the hell in the house if you're sick. Number two, number three, influence right. people to love one another. Damn it, like that's that's an influencer for me. But you know, I, I'm wrong. You know, I'm asking for too much. So, but I don't know what she's an influencer of. But uh, whatever. I, I I I she apologized. I don't know what will go on from this. Uh, but I really, I, I honestly don't think that fans should be in the arena at this present point. We're having too many uh cases, positive cases in the NBA. I mean, the Wizards lost two weeks of the season already. You know, and they got to make those yeah. games up. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I dig what you're saying. I, I and you know what? I didn't even think about it from that that point that you know you can use this and you can get famous. I didn't even think about it like that. Beyond, yep. I did not think about it. Yeah, and then you know to uh, kind of go back to the whole courtside Karen. You know she came back and, and issued an, uh, an apology. <laughs> it, it took full responsibility for letting everything spiral out of, out of control. This, you know, this is, is an ongoing tactic for her to, you know, uh, capitalize on the fame. 
you know, she, you know, she's now she's kind of out there. She don't want to be seen as like this bi bloop bloop bloop. You know what I'm saying? So she, you know, issues an apology. What's the point of the apology when pretty much uh, you're going to do it again if given the opportunity? Yeah. So. Yep. That's uh that, that that's our two cents. I'll I'll leave it at that, but that's our two cents. Um hopefully everybody takes the rest of this night, enjoys it. Uh Delante out on the left coast. Enjoy that weather out there. Um enjoy yes, the rest of your night, enjoy the rest of your time out there. Uh, if I could I would have came out there and I would say, you know what, I'm gonna show y'all how to win a couple thousand dollars on blackjack. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and leave it alone. I cause I that's what I wanted to do too, man. I, I had that in my mind. I was like, I'm gonna go out there with 50 bucks. And I'm gonna turn that 50 into five thousand and I'm leaving. Ooh, Everybody gonna eat good. <laughs> yeah, hey, lofty goals, but hey, nothing wrong with that though. Yeah. Uh, look. I tell this story all the time. My grandmother, uh, this is, I was living at home. So, you know, this is a while ago. This is, this had to be about oh, oh two. And, you know, my mom said we was struggling to pay the rent for the month. My mom didn't work. I think my mom had broke her toe. So she was out of work. Mm-hmm. My work was kind of scarce because it was summertime. And then grandma, you know, she got her check. She's like, you know what? She told my mother, she said, take me to, take me to, uh, to Dover. My mother said, you sure? She said, yeah, take me to Dover. So my grandmother had her money. I said, hey, take this $50 that I got and um, put it on the ponies for me. She said, ain't no horses up there, but I see what I can do. Man, you know, she came back with the rent money for that month, the rent money for the next month, and half the rent money for the following month. I don't know how she did it, Delante. I tell everybody this story. I was like, I don't know how she did it, but she went up there and she played the slots. And my mother sat there and watched her and she just kept hitting, kept hitting, kept hitting. So she switched and started doing two machines at a time and kept hitting, kept hitting, kept hitting. So once she hit, you know, she would cash out, put the money in her pocket, you know, put the slip in her pocket, hit it again, slip in her pocket. And then she stole my mother, start sending my mother up there, start cashing them in. And she cash him in, she put him in a purse. And the next thing you know, she had all of it. And I'm like, man, I want that type of touch. But I'm told that you don't get that type of touch until you're about 60. Right. So if I can get to 60, I'm going to have that type of touch. Yeah, I'm going to be able to flip. My grandmother could flip $50. I mean, whether she needed it or didn't, she could do it. And it, it was like that playing numbers, too. She, she told me one time, she said she needed $500 for something. And she took went had my grandfather play the numbers and my grandfather had his set of numbers she had her set but they also they both also played the same number they used to play 769 that was their number so that was on both of their lists my grandfather played at 50 50 for both times for both of them they both hit 250 dollars a piece and she was like did a 500 dollars go right there i was like man she was like it was just a shot and it was a shot in the dark and when i get the feeling i win I said, man, I, I want that feeling. I need to know what that feeling feel like. <laughs> oh, man. But that's just a quick story yeah. about my grandmama. So, uh, I guess we'll come back. We'll do this again Friday. Uh, see what everybody's schedule looking like. Uh, appreciate the man of the hour joining me from the left coast. Of course, uh, man. You know. Well needed, man. Well needed. I hope y'all enjoying yourselves. So, with that being yes, indeed. said, yes, indeed. With that being said, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.